Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Independently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more content like this and podcasts in the future, stay tuned because it's only going to get better from here. The world is in our hands. Let's do something with it. So on today's episode, I bring back a guest that I've had on two podcasts in the past. Here's my good friend, Eric. First of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, uh, I it was, it was a rough month at the start, mostly because I got a huge scare because I uh, I thought I wasn't going to be able to make it uh, to pay the tuitions for next semester for San Diego State. But I did it and uh, it's all good now. Uh, I've been losing a lot of weight, too, since I started back on on uh, on exercising because I couldn't since I got a tooth implant. I think I told you about that. Um, and I just couldn't do a lot of upper, upper body workout and I kind of messed up my routine, but now I'm getting back to it. And hopefully by, by next year, I'm going to be a lot more, a lot more fit. Well, uh, tuition stuff, that's always scary. Paying for college is always, it's always a big deal and it's pretty scary. And I hope that at least for our children, we can figure out some, something better or easier for them. (laughs) But I'm proud of you for, uh. For losing weight, that's awesome. I'm actually, like, I'm being super lazy, but I'm in the process of trying to do that right now, too. I just, I haven't been working out, that's all. I know when I get back into the groove, like, I'll be able to lose weight pretty easily. It's not like I gained anything dramatic, it's just, I want to yeah. up my activity level, but. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm assuming you've been paying attention to the news, then. Uh, I've, I've tried to, yeah, it's just, it's all getting a lot especially with uh, being a political science major and everything, uh, we look at a lot of the news and stuff, and it gets it just gets too much at times. But yeah, I've been paying a lot of um, uh, attention, not too not too much to American politics, if I'm if I'm honest. It's mostly been international stuff, but yeah, some American politics too. Uh, but before that, how how have you been? Oh, I've been good. I've just been working working like usual. Uh, gonna go to Belgium tomorrow for a couple days, so that's gonna be fun. Oh shit, that's 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 awesome. My mom went to Belgium for a while. Well, not really a, a while. It was just that she went to Germany, I think, like last year, uh, for a for a congress of sorts for of of doctors, and she went first to uh, the Netherlands and then to Belgium, and then up to Hamburg. So okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I have never been, but I'm excited because I love, I love seeing all the European countries, and it's going to be exciting. And then the uh, next weekend, I'll be going to Austria. I got time off for that, so that will be fun, too. Oh, shit. See the Alps and everything. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I hope I hope to someday visit Europe someday. Yeah, when dude, I'm... it's beautiful down here. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun place, but I'm glad that you're still, without, with all that chaos, paying attention to politics in the news uh i've been getting more into international politics also um especially because i started that current events podcast which i just recorded one right before you, uh i called you but i scheduled oh. that to upload tomorrow nice all right yeah so that will be up on like the normal platforms and then on youtube but so uh first off i want to it's kind of good news lighthearted news um, what about Beta or Ro- O'Rourke dropping out? That was pretty funny. Oh, 
Yeah, dude. You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to be honest. I didn't expect it to be as soon as it happened. I was really thinking that he was really going to be able to keep this, the shit going for yeah, a while. But door. apparently it didn't work. And uh, it's just funny. It's hilarious just how pointless and how useless the whole campaign was. I think it helped. I think it helped. The Republican cause a lot more and hurt it the Democratic side a lot more than helping it. It's 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 really hilarious. Yeah, I mean he's he's one of those guys where I talked about it in my first current events podcast. Like he had almost he had the zero to one percent of a platform, and his platform was and his strategy politically was just to try to he was he was basically alienating not just the left from the right, but there's a lot of Democrats that are registered Democrats that are they like they support the Second Amendment and they have guns. And he just alienated everybody. And I'm like, dude, yeah. that is not the way you're gonna win, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's it's funny to me just how disconnected of reality seemed because he was all about it. Oh, I trust in the American people that they'll turn it in and and shit. And if they don't, well, they're gonna have a visit from the police. And I'm like. Are you fucking serious? Did you just insinuate what Republicans have been like fear monger monger? It's not even a fear monger anymore. Like you, you directly uh, confirmed the fears of the right for so many years. It's like, are you are you that are you that much of an idiot? Like, are you that? Yeah, it was it was funny. Um, I I laughed. I didn't take him seriously. Um. He had Trump derangement syndrome like almost all the candidates in the Democratic uh, National Committee. But it's okay because it's going to – like I said, like we've talked about in the past, there's going to be a lot of memes from it. It's kind of sad, but it's also kind of funny. But yeah, on the topic of guns, man, I just – I keep seeing a lot of anti-gun propaganda. And I don't remember if we talked about it in the past. I think I brought it up before, but – uh, America has had this year, what was it, like 220 mass shootings, quote-unquote. But when you break down and you define the word mass shootings, it just means four or more people were harmed by a firearm. So drive-by shootings, gang shootings, that made up something like 80% of um, those mass shootings. But they make it seem like it's school shootings or some crazy dude walking into Walmart, when in reality it's mostly gang activity. Which leads back to why I am all for legalizing soft drugs like um, like shrooms, LSD. But yeah, just anti-gun propaganda. I've seen a lot of that lately, which is weird because you mostly see it whenever someone dies. Um, it's uh, it's really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. There's whenever there's a shooting, that's when everyone the Democrats are like, oh, this is my chance to virtue signal and take a crap on the people that just died oh yeah definitely and it's like but yeah we talked about that uh how do you define mass shootings and how the media portrays it and everything it's really ridiculous because yeah it's all it's it's all jumped into over proportion and i don't blame people to buy into it because you know the media is very good at bullshitting but uh it's like once you look more into it then you start to kind of wake up to the whole to the whole charade uh, but in regards to, you know, um, 
just the, just how the Democrats react to that. And it's not only gun control; it's every single issue. Like I saw, I've seen the Democratic uh, uh, debates, and it's always just a contest of virtue signaling. Like who's who's the most LGBT friendly? Who's the most anti-gun while not being completely anti anti-gun? Who's the most uh, who's the most pro-immigration? Who's the most this, this, this? It's just ridiculous, you know? Yeah, you said it in the last podcast. You said it seemed like the Democrats were having a competition to see who's more woke. Mm-hmm. Did you see Obama? Um, He did that interview like a week ago talking about how it shouldn't be a battle like online to see who's more progressive and more woke. Hmm. I was like, okay, Obama, you're coming out I and think telling the truth for once. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, – he has a point there. I honestly, a lot of people are surprised, especially my dad, with my opinion on Obama. But I generally respect the guy, even as the president, because even though I personally did not agree with a lot of his politics, I think he was a very even-handed and very um, well-spoken president. And he was just overall, he just seemed like a very nice guy. I would love to have a chat with him if I if I met him in real life. I would have definitely been eager to shake his hand, not because of um, not not respecting like his position as a Democrat, but just respecting his position as president and as overall a policymaker, because I can respect that. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been the same case with someone like Beto O'Rourke or Kamala or Kamala Harris or um, or Hillary Clinton. No, fuck that. But it says that those people. Differentiate, in my opinion, from Obama because those Democrats are just so stuck up and so disconnected from reality that I just cannot see myself respect showing them any ounce of respect. Yeah, uh, with Obama, we've talked about it before. Like there are many things that I respect him for politically, but as a father, he seems like a genuine guy. A gen, and I. Of course, like I'm always going to respect the office and the position that it's that you hold when you're president. But yeah, it'd be hard for me to look Beta Beta O'Rourke in the eyes <laughs> and not laugh. But yeah, yeah, I, same with Hillary. Like psh, I couldn't look Hillary in the eyes without making jokes about emails and Epstein and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I saw like um this thing on Trevor and uh, Trevor Noah's um Daily Show or whatever. Where Hillary was in it, and I haven't seen the video before. I know, for what I know, uh, Trevor Noah was joking about how, asking Hillary like, how how are you able to do all these evil things? How how do you kill Einstein? And how are you able to do all these evil things without having any power and shit? And everyone's just laughing like, ah, <laughs> like how funny. And I'm like, that's the most it's the most idiotic thing, like. Of course Hillary is going to laugh it off. Of course everyone's going just going to laugh it off as a conspiracy theory. But think of it in this perspective. A lot of people were mocking for many years Alex Jones. And I I, I can see why a lot of people mock him. I, I mock him I mock him myself sometimes. But we have to and Joe Rogan himself said this. We have to admit that he was right about the pedophile ring and how the media was hiding it and shit. Because it turns out ABC did refuse to not – did not air the story because it didn't meet its uh, professional standards or so, journalistic standards or something. Uh, 
But for many years, Alex Jones kept on repeating that this is what's happening. And people just ignored it. And it's just like suddenly they suddenly they cared about it and now they don't and it's like they laugh about it. It's just it's it's really if you think that Einstein didn't kill himself, you're just really deluded and you you don't really know how to use your brain. Yeah, the funny thing is though, a lot of people will be like a lot of like purple haired, bull ring, bull nose ring people will be like, Oh, you don't care that a pedophile died? And I'm like, mm, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm just t saying he didn't kill himself. And also, dude, I remember back in senior year, you can ask Kevin about it. He he saw it more as like a meme thing. But me, him, and Hector talked about Pizzagate and how it's not fake news, but nobody paid attention to it. So I'd been talking about it with Hector um, and actually my math teacher, Mr. Stevens at Eastlake. We talked about Pizzagate all the way back 2016 and 17. So it's like... But it's one of those things where if it's assumed to be a conspiracy theory, everybody kind of shies away from it. And even something as high profile as Epstein, Hillary will laugh it off. Bill will laugh it off because they know that anybody can talk about it. The proof could be there, like right there, and everyone's just going to turn the other cheek. And they know that they can get away with it. They have all the money, resources, and power, everything to get away with it. So it's one of those things where... We can talk about it as much as we want, but ultimately nothing's going to get done. We can keep raising awareness, but the Clintons know that they're safe. That's what depresses me the most, you know, because, um, uh, like, yeah, people have asked me, like, hey, what are you so, what are you so upset that a pedophile died? And I'm like, it's not about that. It's what he knew. And now all of the truths that he knows and all the stuff that he knows is just going to go to the grave with him. And they're like, well, hey, well, he just killed himself. It was because he was depressed or because he didn't want to face justice. And I'm like, I don't think that that's the case because I've, I've seen all the case, all, all the circumstances before his death, okay? And this was said by his own legal team that uh, a few days before he died, he did not seem like depressed at all, like upset at all. He seemed actually rather confident that he could get a deal on with the uh, prosecution uh, with in exchange for telling them all that he knew for a lighter sentence. And that makes sense. And it just makes it to me. It makes no it makes absolutely no sense why he would kill himself like that. And then we have the circumstances of the guard changing um, him being out of suicide watch after after having allegedly tried to commit suicide before, uh, being all alone in, in his cell, it just all seems too shady. And people just... Uh, and yeah, it, it depresses me, the fact that now we probably will never see any real justice about it because obviously they're going to hide it away and they're not... And they already said it. Oh, it was just a murder. It, was, it wasn't murder. Like, it was a suicide. So we can't change that, but... Yeah, it depresses me because it reminds me too much of what happens in Mexico a lot of the time, if I'm honest. It, it's a lot of impunity, a lot of a lot of corruption, and it's some it surprises me that it would happen in such a level in the United States. It surprises me and it makes me genuinely sad. Yeah, it's a, it's a scary thing, but it's it's just going to get swept under the rug and by January of next year, there's only going to be a couple, like, red pill websites. Alex Jones will be talking about Jeffrey Epstein, but it's going to die, and the Clintons are going to keep going on their kill streak. And 
We just gotta wait till they die off, but they have a daughter, so they're just gonna keep carrying that on there, but yeah, it's it's this crazy thing, but something else I wanted to talk about, because we covered Epstein a lot in the past, uh, the last two podcasts, but something that I was reading and I was uh, hearing about in another podcast actually was, and it changed, it kind of changed my opinion of Trump in the whole Syria thing and Turkey was he came out and did a press conference a couple of years out a couple of years a couple of days after he announced that we we're pulling troops from um we pulled them out of Syria when we pulled them out uh, a couple of days later he did a press conference and he was talking about how we secured the oil and I was like oh no that really kind of showed his true motive behind um why mm. we were, why he wanted to stay there in the first place as long as he did it was just an oil thing, and that's what you a know lot what? of people. It's just on the other side. If you're already there, you might as well get the oil. But it just kind of, kind of shed some light on the motive behind staying there so long and keeping troops behind. And it was just, it just looked kind of shady to me. But I'm still happy that we pulled troops out. To me, it doesn't seem too too shady at all. To me, it makes sense as someone that studies political science because there's been. It's really just um, it's common knowledge within the political science spectrum or study that Trump is a realist, and a realist, of course, no politician ever describes himself as oh I'm a liberal as in thinking or I'm a realist in thinking. No, it's usually just through the actions that they make. But Trump is a realist 100% of the time. And him pulling out of Syria, him being open about the fact that we were there for to secure the, the oil fields, to me that makes sense. It doesn't really upset me because it's within it's within his characteristics and it's within the promises that he made. That he, we, he would pull us out, and he himself said it during his campaign that if he was in charge of Iraq and Iraq and everything, he would have just taken the oil like openly. And hmm. to me, it doesn't upset me that he's. It doesn't upset me. That he's saying, that he's being honest, because at the very least, he's being honest, you know? He's saying, yeah, we're going to take the oil because it benefits us. He's seeking to benefit the country. And sure, people will say that the U.S. is scummy for that, but come on. Everyone we have does Russia. It, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we have Russia. We have Iran. We have a bunch of other states that are actively hostile towards us doing a bunch of shady shit all the time and it's like suddenly it's not okay for us to do it too you know what sometimes you have to fight sword with the sword you know you know you're right and i just thought of something you're you're absolutely right about that i'm glad that he came out and he um i don't agree like 100 percent with his reasoning behind it but i'm glad that you said and brought up that he's just going to tell the truth because at least he came out and said these are what our motives are. He didn't like – he didn't sugarcoat it. He didn't walk on – what's the – he didn't walk on thin ice. Uh, he just – he said what their motive was. And now that I think about it, if we're not taking the oil, ISIS is going to take the oil. So why would you give ISIS that resource? Keep it it's either ISIS, the United States. <laughs> it's either ISIS or the Syrian government or Russia. Russia yeah. most likely because Russia, Russia is now like – going into syria full scale pretty sure they've been in syria right yeah yeah but for many years it's been it was something more uh, low profile 
But now, since the U.S. is leaving, it's just like Russian troops are openly entering Syria and are like taking over former U.S. bases that still have a lot of shit shit lying around. And it's like you see videos of them just like uncovering a bunch of food left behind, a bunch of equipment and stuff. Just it's not like super like important equipment. It's just like miscellaneous stuff. But yeah, it's like they taking over those bases, and it's like, well, so I don't care because it's like. Why were we there in the first place? If I'm honest, I don't really care uh, about... A lot of people keep keep hammering about the Kurds and all of that. I honestly cannot see, cannot have a lot of sympathy for them because at the end of the day, what the Kurds do, it is a terrorist group in a lot of areas. Um, and for what we have learned in the United States... If we support terrorist groups, they'll, they'll always be very reliable allies. Sarcasm in there. Um, so, so yeah, it's best to just cut the rope now and not risk to get stabbed in the back, if I'm honest. Yeah, and it was crazy because I remember when, when Syria first gassed their people, everyone was freaking out. Remember that... I think you had commented on it. It was an Occupy Democrats yeah. video of all those kids suffocating, and they're like, thanks, Trump. And I'm like, Trump actually had nothing to do with this. But we still went in. We still kicked the crap out of ISIS, and then we pulled our troops back to safety. Like, it's it's so, like, they can't make up their mind. Like, do you want us to be the world's police or not? Do you want us to deal with the, our own problems at home or not? They looked at nobody yeah, can it's... make up their minds on either side, mm. and it's... I remember, I remember seeing an Instagram this meme, um, where it's uh, with Greta Thunberg, I think that's her name, the, the girl of uh, the U, the UN girl, and it's like uh, the 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 world when the United States does nothing about uh, does does nothing about social about World War problems, and it's like how dare you? And then when the United States actually does something, how dare you? Yeah, I saw like, that. Come on, come on. Like it, yeah, it's true. We we try to do good. We get just like shit on. We don't do anything. We get shit on. So you know what? It's best we just don't do anything at all, since we're just gonna get shit on either way. Yeah, all three ways actually. If we don't do anything either, we get shit on. But yeah, Greta Thunberg. Like I like to make jokes about her, but it's actually honestly sad if you look into the history of her life and how her parents are just using her like. All the other parents with the Parkland shooting stuff, like the kid that didn't even go to the Parkland High School. Oh, uh, yeah. David, David. David Hogg. Oh, man, I have a lot to say about that guy, but screw that guy. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, Greta, too, like her parents are, it's basically child abuse in my eyes. They're indoctrinating their kid and just making her. Okay, I'm, I already made my my position clear in, in regards to kids and politics, you know? When it comes to kids and politics, it's like, if you get into politics, you have to be ready to take shit. If you're going to throw shit around, get ready to get shit thrown. So I don't buy this bullshit excuse of people back with the Parkland kids, or just like overall, like, oh, you're not supposed to touch kids because they're like, they're kids when it comes to politics you just let them talk and it's like that wor- that excuse did not work with parkland with the parkland students it, it's not gonna work with greta it's not gonna work ever at all so yeah don't you don't try to use that because if you throw shit 
get ready to get shit thrown. So it's like that. And it's like I've said it before with also the the Covington kids and with uh, Trump's son. Those do not count because the Covington kids were not being advocates. They were not being political. They were just standing there in a field trip, and these like black Israelites and a bunch of natives started to harass them, literally harassed them, and they just stood there trying to stand their ground. That's not political. That's just like doing – just uh, like standing your ground. That's not political. And when the same thing – white, with, that's political. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And Baron Trump is like he's just a kid. Oh my he's gosh. not. He's not. He's he's not. He's not participating in politics. If you want to go after uh, Donald J. After Donald Jr. or whatever, it's fine because he's an advocate and he's part of the political world. But Baron Trump, Baron Trump reminds me a lot of my little brother. Like he seems he he looks identical almost, just as tall, very just as tall, just as white. I'm honest. Um, but it's like just leave those kids, just leave those kids alone if they're not being part of the political world. Like, don't be a hypocrite if you are saying like children are sacred in the political world, and then you turn around and say how the Covington kids, how Nick Sandman should be thrown into a fucking trash compactor or some shit. Yeah, it's the hypocrisy is real there. And I remember seeing a picture. They're like, so criticizing one is not okay, but the other is. And someone was like, ah, oh, it's because. He's a racist piece of crap, and he's a fascist, and I'm like, he just has a MAGA hat on. He's It doesn't make it, – it's just like those labels don't mean anything. They're just words. It's just a hat. It was made in China. You're freaking out about a hat that was made in China. If you're really going to freak out, freak out about the sweatshops or whatever. But yeah, um, I the stuff with Baron Trump was rough, and I'm going to be honest, like – I have zero remorse. Do you remember that one, uh, that one quote-unquote comedian? Her name was like Kathy or something, and she did that skit in that picture where she was holding Trump's beheaded. Oh yeah, face, yeah, I remember she, that. Her career is dead, and she's been like all like crying and like desperate for a career again. Like I'm <laughs> like, so what, happy. Like you deserve, you got what, what you deserved. What the fuck do you think was gonna happen? You literally took a photo akin to ISIS holding. An executed person's an infidel's head. I was actually, I was surprised that her career went down the toilet because, um, the left loves that kind of stuff. You know how they're all like, super the LGBTQ community is all pro pro being proud of your body and uh all this like sexuality stuff being comfortable in your body. But do you see how obsessed they are with Trump's penis? And how he's fat and how he has small hands. <laughs> it's all it's, it's body shaming is horrible yeah. unless you're body shaming Orange Man because he's bad. It's the same thing with uh yeah yeah it's a lot of body shaming when I read subpoenas and it's not only about Trump it's all it's also about like for example if you have if you have a gun an AR-15 or whatever and they're like Haha, you have an AR-15 you clearly have a small penis <laughs> and it's like. Oh, but don't tell them anything about them being fat and needing to go to the gym because that's fat shaming. Yeah, and so obviously I've never met anybody that said fat shaming and body shaming is a good thing. It's a bad thing being harassed on your body, your image, um, when obviously confidence is a serious thing and it's a serious issue. That's horrible. But trying to motivate someone or like inform them on the dangers of some of their body types – I mean, 
it's it could be annoying like some people yeah, just want to go out you you never know you can never tell on the surface like what somebody's doing maybe a dude looks super huge in public he's eating food maybe he just ran five miles whatever leave people alone but m- trying to positively motivate people to make lifestyle changes um I feel like it's in it's everyone's right to do so and it shouldn't be seen as body shaming but harassing someone judging them off of their body sizes you, you don't know there's so many factors that go into someone's size and there's a lot of people that can look like they're big or healthy or fat or whatever but you can't tell from just looking at them and you don't know what's going on you don't know if they have a disease you don't know if they're working super hard. You don't know if they've actually just already lost 100 pounds this year and they're getting even smaller. Whatever. It's just, I just don't like the hypocrisy from the LGBTQ community, how they'll go be like, that's body shaming. Yas, queen, slay, 800 pounds, whatever. Um, but then they go trash the president and say that he's a small. What's their upset? What's with their obsession over his hands and his penis? Like, it's really creepy. I feel well, like he should up know... his security. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna say that uh, mocking Trump uh, about his hands or his penis is something something really exclusive to the left because the right has done it with, for example, Michelle Obama oh, yeah. saying how she was a man, she was a man and everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't get upset in regards to mocking Trump for being like Cheeto skin or having get small upset. hands or it's whatever. It's hypocritical. It's hypocritical for sure, but it's also like. Yeah, it's it's nothing new, but yeah, I I for real, it's coming from the virtuous left. It's always yeah, it's hypocritical to see men act to see them act in this way, especially with the whole body shaming and body positivity shit. And then they go ahead and mock people for owning guns or having a small penis or Trump or having small hands or whatever. It's it's just ridiculous. It's a lot of hypocrisy between both sides and yeah it's just problematic on, on in all angles speaking of hypocrisy so i'm <laughs> gonna keep i'm actually gonna cut the podcast off in a few minutes but i want to bring up one more topic and we can talk about it okay and then i'll end it uh there but speaking of hypocrisy um i i know i had talked to you about it before before we did this call and did this podcast but i wanted to talk about uh facebook censoring political opinions and how the government's been once again criticizing um, a private. Oh, I guess it's a, it's a what do you call it? It's a for-profit public social media domain. So they're technically allowed to do whatever they want, and we are supposed to read the terms and agreements. But the government has been spying on their people since 2001, uh, probably since before then, and they're sitting here grilling a for-profit business. But um, so that was funny, like. AOC sitting here trying to grill um, Mark Zuckerberg like he has a soul in the first place. But um, Facebook censoring like political articles and stuff and fact-checking them. What do you think mm. about that? Do you think it's really it's it's really uh, it's it's wrong mostly because here's the thing. Um, one thing that differentiates Facebook, Twitter, and all and YouTube as well. Is that they're technically protected by these this government act? I'm not entirely sure of its name, but the basic idea is um, Facebook and all of these social media sites they're not uh, publishers, okay? So they reserve the right to not be associated with, for example, um, a terrorist uh, cell within its um, 
within its site. Uh, yeah, it's wrong that it's there, but it, they're not like directly culprit for that. Uh, same thing for hate speech. Same thing for um, anything that drove someone for to suicide. Anything of the sort. Okay. Now, with censoring political statements, political articles, uh, political videos, or people overall sp- expressing their opinions. That becomes really, really um, messy because it it doesn't like cross the line to being a publisher, but it kind of does at the same time because they're being preferential in what they what they put, what they can't, what they want to want their website, and that inherently makes them a publisher of sorts. So, by extension, they should not have those legal protections against uh for example, lawsuits or anything or government uh, investigations, because then it's they're no longer just social media sites. They're no longer they're no longer technically public venues. They're just publishers uh, because they're taking a preferential approach to politics. So it's wrong and it's it's not only wrong in a moral sense because they're just basically trying to um, influence the overall. Um, public, but it's also wrong on a legal standard because it's just a, a really hypocritical. It messes up with the whole system differentiation between publisher and, and the social media site. And I don't think that um, opinions, unless unless you're threatening to kill someone, I don't think that saying, for example, the word faggot should get you uh, banned. No, I don't think not. that. Yeah, I don't think that uh, calling yes, it's it's shitty, but I don't think that saying racial slurs to either to any race, either black or white, just should get you banned. Yeah, it's shitty and it's wrong, but it's all about free speech. And if Facebook wants to censor people for that, then there's no longer a public forum. They're just a publisher, and they should be treated as such. So. In, in regards to political articles, you should let people publish what they want. You should let people speak what they want as long as it's not like a terrorist manifesto or something else of the sort. But you should let people post what they want and not try to regulate what people think and what people find and anything. It's, it's, that's the, those are the healthy foundations to a democracy. And if we truly are a democracy or a republic or whatever, if we truly are a free society, we need to respect free speech not only on the real life but also within the internet as well yeah i completely agree unless it's inciting violence then it needs to just stay up um, i know facebook and social media and the internet um, in today's day and age there's a lot of room for fake news and a lot of fake news is circulated especially on facebook that being said it is not up to facebook to fact check and decide if that news is true or false it is up to the person sharing it and up to the people consuming it and using it as fuel and argument and reasons to support whoever they support or not support whoever they don't want to support so it is not facebook's job to do that and like you said it there could be like a bias there and there is there already is like snopes is a left-leaning website it's owned by someone who is friends with George Soros, who is not a trustworthy person, who's one of the biggest scumbags in the world, and it's left-leaning, and whoever's going to be doing that fact-checking, who's to say that they're not, they already are including their own bias, 
And also, there's a situation that I thought about, like, what if there's an article and it has a statistic and the statistic is cherry-picked? Does that make it true or false? Who's to decide mm. on that? Um, but also, Facebook has such a poor track record with censoring stuff. Like, they censor nipples, but you can watch someone get shot in the face on Facebook. You can watch <laughs> yeah. people die on Facebook. And Google's not good at it either. On YouTube, you can watch people get killed, but you can't see a nipple. You can't You can't even mention, uh, you can't even say a bad word. You can't hum a song for one second without getting demonetized. Speaking of that, YouTube just updated their uh, terms and services, and they basically said that they are reserving the right to disable and delete channels that they don't see as commercially viable. So there's a chance if I'm not getting enough views to have uh, to have <clears throat> advertisers or I accidentally drop the the S word or something or the B word later, they can just delete my channel. So that's that, yeah, that's that's definitely um, it's definitely shitty. You know, it's definitely scummy. It's really, I think the I, I usually I don't I support car for corporations um doing whatever they want as long as it's legal. But when it comes to controlling people's politics and firing them for them, or basically controlling their when it comes to controlling people's livelihoods over the politics, if those politics are not violent or are not really considered are not really like harmful. Um, it's really just bad. It sets a bad precedent to try cut people's livelihoods or people's um, opinions on the internet because it's just it's just really Orwellian, if I'm honest. And it's not Orwellian from the government. It's just Orwellian from society at large. And I don't think that should be the case. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad we both agree on that. Um, they're probably going to lean towards being able to fact check politics, but. The good news is I know me and you are too smart to get our news from Facebook. Anytime I see something that's even slightly captivating, I'll look it up through Google because Facebook has it set up yeah. to where they can they, – they know what – they collect data on you and they know what infuriates you. So they'll they'll have that pop up more on your news feed. So like, oh, yeah, I, for real. I've seen a lot of race baiting stuff this week and I'm like, eh, I want to say something but I'm just going to not do uh stay away from it because you know how politics are like there's you, you go on you get your fix of politics and then after that you're like man i need to take a break i need to get aside from this and like go out in the real world and enjoy life and not get angry and upset and all this stuff all the emotions that politics <sighs> can pull from you but that being said um one more thing i wanted to ask you where where do you get your news where do you get your... Okay. My news, I get them usually from either NPR, uh, radio, um, that's BBC sometimes uh, associated, uh, also from National Review, uh, Bloomberg. I, I really I really take a lot of combination between, between uh, uh, the mainstream media outlets, and it's not because I trust them 100%. It's just that when it comes to just having variety, it's always good to look at multiple uh, of the mainstream outlets just to get a good perspective. And if you get all perspectives, then you get an overall accurate 
situation of events uh, or summary of events, and I think that's that's solid. Uh, another another place that I get my a lot of my news on is also on within YouTube. Uh, a lot of sites, uh, a lot of people who I'm subscribed to are they 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 share they do podcasts and they do uh, daily news, uh, and I think those are useful because they're not biased, they're not um, they're not uh, leaning through either side. They're just they just tell you the facts, what happened, and that's it. They let you to draw your own conclusions. Uh, and another place that I get it is from my Google feeds. Um, it's usually a lot of outrage, yeah, and it's prone to algorithms of what's gonna like grind my gears. But usually I kind of filter it out so that it puts me more into you know the it gives me more objective articles from sites or more there are reputable, I guess. Um, and that, and that's where it ties in with the whole looking at different mainstream outlets just make sure that you're getting the bigger picture of things but yeah i get a comment it's all about combination of things just don't don't what i would say to your listeners is don't rely too much in a single outlet because that outlet is prone to manipulation and it will try to manipulate you oh yeah i agree and i pretty much do the same um but something that i wanted to pick on that you said I, I just think everybody who talks about politics, they're going to have a little bit of bias, but it's just up to the listener and the consumer to recognize that. But pretty much it's the same for me. I, I'm So from my current events, I actually use CNN because they're really good at reporting on world news, and they don't really give a spin on it, believe it or not. It's like it's the news channel that does it, but like if you watch CNN on your TV, but world news, though, um, I will find, like, a headline through them, and then I'll do some more research on the outside. But Google News, I have uh, set up to give me, like, I get some sports, then I get some business and some politics all from Google News. And then I, if I want to look into it more, I'll just bookmark it or save it, and then or maybe even download it, and then I'll just look into it more. But pretty much the same. I like to get a spin from all sides. Because the, the the broader your spectrum of sources, the more educated you're getting, the more arguments you're seeing. It's just, and I'm, I'm I definitely agree and love that you brought up uh, and you told my listeners to not keep it to one single source because there's gonna be some shady stuff going on there. Yeah, for real. It's always you always gotta be careful with um with what sites you look at because yeah they can always be they can always try to mess you up and always try to manipulate you and you can become i mean i hate to use this word because it's a word that uh it's a term that's kind of become like overused but you become an npc <laughs> yeah the left has taken npc and like killed it same with they're they're trying to kill okay boomer but we could we could uh have a whole nother podcast on that but yeah, sorry definitely. that i had to cut it short uh, I guess just because I got to wake up early tomorrow and then I got to drive to Belgium. But thank you. Yeah, for, don't worry, dude. Thank you for making taking time to be on the podcast again. It's always good talking to you. Yeah, so it's, it's always my enjoyment to talk with you. I uh, just hear how you're doing and talk about all these different politics stuff. It's always fun, my dude. Yeah, of course we could do this again soon. Hopefully, all right. So, uh, I hope everything goes well in Belgium, and just have a have a good rest of the week, okay? 
Thank you. I'll definitely be posting pictures so you can look out for those. Nice. I will. All right, my dude. I got to right. sign out now. Bye-bye. See ya.